Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prospect MMA podcast. In today's episode, we are going to have uh, with us Josh Green. I had an amazing time with him. He's a lot of fun. Uh, we discussed several topics uh, from his uh, beginnings into MMA, into how he developed as a fighter and what the future holds for him. We also discussed all things from UFC to favorite fighters, techniques, all this stuff. So um, I hope you stick around and have as much fun as I did uh, talking to Josh. He is going to be fighting at the Clan Wars on the 6th of December uh, for the welterweight uh, title. So great guy to talk to. Uh, once again, stick around. I'm sure you're going to have fun and um, keep an, eye, uh, an ear out for the sponsors, uh, the shout out to the sponsors at the end of this episode. Thank you. Hello. Hi, can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. How are you doing, man? Good, man. Good morning, how are you? Good morning, yes, I'm great. Yeah, having my third coffee now, so... <laughs> wide awake, wide awake. Um, yeah, uh, so, Josh, uh, thank you so much for uh, for coming on to the podcast. Um, I, do, I do appreciate your time uh, coming in. Um, I wanted to ask, um, so first question, just to get it out of the way, obviously, um, how did you, how did you get into MMA? Uh, well, I've been watching MMA probably for as long as I can remember, certainly since on the daily, my dad was a big fan of it. He used to, uh, he used to train himself and he had a couple of fights and stuff. So that's how I would have got into it. it was through my father. And then when I first started a proper club would have been about. Like, well, obviously I trained Muay Thai, like, like maybe a bit of boxing and stuff, but not nothing serious. But when I actually committed to it, I would have been about 13 when I joined an MMA gym. And that was, uh, that was in Bray. And the coach was actually a good friend of my dad's. Uh, so. Right. And, uh, and uh, the gym, the gym um, that you trained from, um, your coach, he is the author of the Hooligan, the book, right? Howdy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I heard I heard good things about the book. Um, haven't had a chance to to read it yet, uh, but hopefully, hopefully one day I can get him on and he can promote his book as well. <laughs> That'll be cool, a cool thing to do. Um, here, yeah. Uh, so obviously, your father, your father got you into it. Uh, what was the first thing that that uh, you you learned? Uh, was it like boxing or? Yeah, well, he would have taught. The first thing I ever learned was probably a jab, cross, hook. I mean, dad used to do that with me with, on the pads, fucking every day. We'd always be messing and stuff. So that's probably what I first learned. And then uh, when I first went to the to the gym, there was these Brazilian guys, and they were teaching jiu-jitsu. And I remember seeing these guys just climbing up people's backs and choking them out and triangles. And oh yes, I was amazed by it. And I was like, whatever he's doing, I want to do that. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, there was, I don't know if you remember, but there used to be a, an MMA years ago. But it was like, it was basically like uh, amateur MMA with no headshots and with shin pads and stuff. Right. Uh, no, I, I, I haven't had a chance to, uh, to look into that. Um, I got into MMA when I was 20. Uh, I'm now 32. <laughs> so it was like a, a while back. 
Uh, but a year into my training, um, I got my shoulder dislocated, like I was telling you uh, on the messages. Um, I got into a Kimura, and with my ego, I didn't want to tap, so I tried to roll, ended up rolling the wrong way, um, and my shoulder just, yeah. You just yourself, basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Like, I was, I was six weeks out from my first amateur fight, um, and and how, how how old are you, by the way, Josh? At 24. 24, so you know, 21, you're like, oh, I'm the man, yeah, I don't tap to anybody, and <laughs> all that stupid stuff, so, uh, so yeah. Okay, okay, but you gotta, gotta not tap in the voice, you know? Say that again, you're breaking up a bit, could you repeat that, please? I just said it's okay to uh, to lose in the gym, but you just don't want to lose on the night. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a lesson that came, uh, obviously, as a result of that. Uh, but my coach, uh, at least the coach that I had at the time, he was like, oh, if your shoulder popped once, that's only going to happen again. So you are better off just doing boxing or kickboxing, some stand-up martial art only uh, yeah. because with, with, with these submissions, once it happens, it just keeps happening. And uh, I didn't know any better, so I listened to him, and then, and yeah, that was me out of the MMA game. However, I kept watching it, you know, uh, UFC and all that stuff. Um, I don't know if you know um, Bill Campbell. He's the commentator for Clan Wars. Uh, and Yeah, so I, I used to train with him. That's who I started training with. Uh, we used to train in the same place. Um, and, yeah, and he obviously... Uh, went from training and fighting to commentating, which is great. Shout out to him, Phil Campbell, uh, PC underscore commentary on Instagram. Uh, Noel as well. Say again, sorry? No, Noel as well. Noel's a great commentator. Yeah, that's his, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's the guy that does with him. Um, he's, he's, he's actually doing the Brave MMA F today at one o'clock. Yeah. Uh, which is available online for anyone to see for free. So one o'clock, you know where to find me. <laughs> uh, but but then then like I was in a car crash and um, I wrecked I wrecked my back and my neck and stuff. So like that was literally me out of even having any hopes of fighting. Um, so I now just enjoy watching others like yourself, you know. But what I'm more interested of is trying catching young fighters like you that you're literally just starting, right? So you have three amateur fights. Um, yeah. how, 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 how many fights are you planning on having uh, on, the, on, on an amateur level, by the way? Uh, the perfect number, I think, for me would be 12, maybe 15, 14, and then maybe look at going pro. But once... Whenever my coach says I'm ready, you know what I mean? And uh, I have all faith and all trust in him. So if he says, yeah, go start making. Yeah, I think I, I think I think that's a good way to look at things. It's 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 the coach knows you and he's he's obviously seen you progressing through the years. So uh, that's 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 always the best way. Uh, but I've seen amateurs going pro with seven fights. And for example, spoke with uh, Alexander yesterday, and he's going for thirty fights. So there's a 
yeah, spectrum, you know, of of fighters and. Uh, yeah, sorry. There's a lot of lessons. There's a lot of lessons still to be learned. And once you can kind of master keeping your mentality good, keeping controlling the nerves, and going out and enjoying it, and also there's an entertainment factor. So once you've kind of got all those down, uh, then you can start looking at changing to the pro game, yeah. and then that's when it, that's when everything matters. You can't lose, and yeah, elbows, <laughs> elbows and knees, right? Yeah. <laughs> Those uh, is that is that the main difference in your in your eyes between the amateur level and 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 the the pro level? Obviously, the mental aspect, but the knees and the elbows is that the main the main difference? Difference would be, difference would be that it matters. So your pro record matters, and um, and obviously there's more danger with the knees and elbows to the head. Yeah. Uh, but really, all the same. Really, I mean, you can still get fucked up in an amateur fight. Oh yes, bad, you know? <laughs> that 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 oh. photo is a scary photo. The one you have where you're twisting that guy's arm. Arms are not supposed to bend that way, man. <laughs> they are not supposed to bend that way. Uh, I have no idea how he didn't tap or how the arm didn't snap. But damn, that looks nasty. That's why when you're over there, you've 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 got to practice how to break the arm you can't just kind of train to submit yeah because sometimes sometimes guys don't submit so you've kind of got to figure out the mechanics behind actually tearing that arm off so that would have been sucking the elbows in uh hooking the leg more and then just bang popping that thing out. but again uh and this is just obviously to show that guy whoever he is i i don't know him don't even know his name or anything but that guy had the exact same mentality that i had If I was in that position, I would have not tapped either. And I would have tried for life or that to get out of there. And obviously, that's a mistake on his part because you said that the next day he was in a cast, right? Yeah. He couldn't have continued on. So yeah. it, was a, it was the only he couldn't continue. He was, he was calling in a cast. So probably, so. you know, probably he's not even going to fight again in MMA, uh, more, more than likely. I don't know if you kept in touch with him. Uh, but... Yeah, Hopefully I'll see him again. Yeah, if I, if I had to guess, I would say he's nuts uh, and he wrecked his arm. But this is why I find this, this sport so fascinating. I believe you guys, MMA in general, should be the number one sport in the world just for the fact that you're literally putting your life and your health on the line every single time you step in the ring where... You, you look you look at the sports nowadays and the first thing, you know, if you ask anybody, it's going to be football, <laughs> the number one sport in the world, right? Um, and, and, you know, there's no comparison for... Uh, they call football the beautiful game, you know. Some people don't like the whole cage and it's too gruesome for them, but you know, I, don't look, I don't see it that way. You know, I see it as two men. Uh, it's the oldest sport known to man. Yeah. Two men fight. Like whenever anybody wanted to decide, you know who got the patch of land or who got the food, it was they didn't play a football games. You know what I mean? They they had a, they had a fight. So absolutely, you know, I just love it. I like the way Randy Couture explains it as well. He's like, it's about two men just testing their metal against each other, and there's so many mechanics to it. And it's like you say, it's you're putting your life on the line. But yeah, I like I like to think of a chess match uh, because I used to play yeah. chess quite a lot. I was quite a nerdy. Uh, uh, you know, kids and, and growing up, 
that's why I actually got into MMA. So uh, just 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 to give you a bit of background, I was 100 kilos. I was like super overweight. Um, and I got into MMA to see if I could get in better shape. Um, when I was done with losing all the weight, I was 70 kilos. Um, so like, oh, MMA, nice. yeah, MMA was great. Like, some people could be getting bullied or they're overweight and stuff. And it helps them a lot. Like, yeah, like I, I just loved how all the guys were always trying to help. I just went in with the mentality of I'm not giving up on the training itself because the, the the friend of mine that introduced me to MMA, he was like, Oh, the, the, the warmups are like army, army training. Most people give up. You see people throwing up, you see this, you see that. And I was like, Holy fuck. Yeah. Right. Wrestling class. Let wrestling does be looked at. The rest of them aren't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you think re re wrestling is the hardest? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I used to love uh, doing wrestling, uh, the takedowns and uh, the jiu-jitsu practice. I used, to, I, used, I used like, the ground game for me is my favorite part. Um, what is yours, by the way? I wanted to ask that. That was one of the questions I wrote down. What's your favorite submission, by the way? Uh, definitely that Darth Dark Darth Choke. Okay. <laughs> I think... I think Tony Ferguson would be proud of you. <laughs> Watching that dark joke, I watched um, watch it on your on your wall. It's beautiful. I've shared it on my on on my stories for anyone to see. Uh, they can go on there and see it as well. Um, and what about discipline? If you had to choose just the one discipline, uh, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, uh, which one would you choose? Um. So you, I kind of, it's hard to say which one I would choose. It would be between jiu-jitsu and maybe K1. But um, MMA was, is really my my sport, you know. I started out doing MMA. I, don't, I didn't really specific, specific, what's the word? Specific. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think, I think that that's, that's amazing and I think that's beautiful because you are seeing such a great evolution of the game. Because I remember watching this, you know, when I was 20, and you would have the traditional stand-up fighter against ground fighter, you know, or two ground fighters or two stand-up fighters, that kind of stuff. But now you see the game evolving, and everybody just knows everything from the get-go. Um, yeah, and I think that's so amazing uh, because we are going to just see an evolution of the game more and more as as as, as time goes by. Um, and yeah. I'm I'm asking this question on purpose because uh, for me at the time, my favorite was Muay Thai standing and Jiu Jitsu on the ground. <laughs> and now, yes, I, I I do realize you know if I had to pick one. I would probably pick Muay Thai just for the fact that most fights start standing up, right? Uh, <laughs> and then whatever else happens in there. Uh, but this is just, you know, just just talk from a from a realistic perspective. If I if I'm if I'm in a street fight or something like that, probably the first thing that that's yeah. going to happen is going to be a, a punch thrown or something like that. Um, 
you did, did you did you have any any stories uh, growing up like uh, street fights or uh, bullying anything like that that made you really go into MMA or was it just your father's influence? It was more just my father's influence and like he taught he was always teach us and say if anyone on you like pick up for yourselves and stuff and if anyone got smart you know what I mean that's it you'd have them in an armbar out in the green. <laughs> But, uh, Good stuff. We have a little, a little group on a council estate. Like we used to have a, a WWE. Belt. Ah, nice. Yeah, I, I, I used to love that. <laughs> you could, you'd be fighting people for the belts. You know what I mean? You go out on the road, you'd be killings on. The road. <laughs> oh, that that must have been so much fun. Whoever won came home with the WWE belt. <laughs> uh, But uh, now, like that, obviously, I've had a had a few run-ins with people on the streets and stuff, but I was always able to pick up for myself, and that's what martial arts kind of gave me. It gave me confidence, and and uh, yeah, like even be, being able to pick up. I think everybody should be able to defend themselves, you know, in any situation whatsoever. You have to be able to yeah, to know that you can defend yourself and your family. Like every guy should know, yeah. and and girls as well. Because um, I'm a father of two girls, and I have two boys. And my girl, she's 11, and she's now coming to me and asking me to teach her how to, to box and do jiu-jitsu because her friend, yeah. who's a girl, um, her mom uh, works in the army, so her mom is putting her in jiu-jitsu. So she's like, oh, I want to go into jiu-jitsu as well. Uh, so. <laughs> so that's good, you know. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, cool. I'm going to be able to raise a... Rousey here, <laughs> something like that. Who knows? Um, yeah. So, like, I, I, I'm I'm actually fascinated by your story because um, you obviously had a, a great influence from your father. I'm hoping to be able to see if that's common amongst other fighters as well. Um, like the guy I had yesterday, he said uh, his parents put him in judo when he was 10. Uh, or whatever, so like, yeah, yeah, sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Yeah, yeah no, that's not his dad, actually. Say again, sorry, I can't hear you. I said Alexander's dad, he owns it, he owns that gym, doesn't he? Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, again, influence from, from a father figure. Um, so if that happens to be the commonality, then That's what I'm definitely investing uh, for my kids. <laughs> And hopefully, uh, you know, they don't have to become fighters, but, you know, as long as, long as they can defend themselves growing up, and that's, that's all I'm worried about, really. Um, I, was, I was bullied growing up. Like I said, I was quite a nerdy guy. Um, you know, so uh, when, when, when I started MMA, I really lacked the confidence as a guy to stand up to others. And I love that part of the of the MMA. Like everybody's like just so cool and chilled because they know they can handle themselves in the you know in any situation. Um, and 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 obviously that that gave me that uh, that confidence as well. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, who's your favorite fighter? Do you have a, a favorite fighter from the UFC or any other organization? Favorite fighter, 
it would have to be Connor and I like Khabib as well. Oh Jesus! <laughs> That's like the the biggest rivalry of the of the UFC. The two fighters, yeah, Khabib is amazing. I like, you got? I like Connor's style. I love boxing. I love. I love. He used to mix his kicks in a lot more with his with his punches, but he's just so smooth and so smooth. yeah. But then Khabib, I love his discipline. Yeah, how he how he's religious and he's respectful and he's such a good role model for people and stuff and. The two of them are just amazing in, the, in what they both do. Like, but it'd be hard to pick one over the other, but I'd probably have to go with Connor because he's my <laughs> Obviously, obviously. Um, well, like, are, are, you, are you obviously looking forward to seeing him fighting again, yeah? Ah, yeah. Really looking forward to it. I, I wish he was fighting someone he had. Like, Paria is good and all. Kind of would have liked to see him fight someone he hasn't already fought before, you know? Maybe. Yeah, I think he's just going to smash him again, you know, like, it's 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 more of a gimmick just to bring him back, really. He knows he can win that fight, so it's, like, easy wins for him, um, and hopefully yeah. that's that happens, but Dustin is going to come guns blazing to try and get his revenge. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, yeah. you can see the, the strings... You know the moving the puppets, like you can see the story how this is gonna go already. But um, yeah, I, I'm 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 like you. I would have liked to see, I would like to see the UFC doing like a lightweight tournament and putting like Gaethje, Tony Ferguson, Connor, Poirier. I don't know if that Mike Chandler guy is worthy of being in that picture. Uh, but even just the so much. Say again, sorry. He's gotten so much hype, and he only he only got knocked out in Bellator last year. Yeah, I, where all the hype. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's worthy. Uh, but all the other four names that I mentioned, I think they would be like the top four fighters to uh, to be fighting for the title. Um, yeah, I think Casey. Uh, hmm? Khabib will come back. I don't think he's gonna relinquish. Oh, you think so? <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. I would yeah, like him to come back and get his 30 and 0 victory. That would be like super cool. Promise his father that he get the 30, and then he promised his mom that he wouldn't fight without his father. So it's like, who do you who do you pick? You yeah, know? like, and uh, I matter how much he tries to say he doesn't want to fight Connor again, it's going to be inevitable. He's going to have to fight him again. You think so? <laughs> oh, that would be like... Either that, either that or he just gives him the belt back. And I, I don't think he's going to want to just hand over the belt. You know? mm, yeah, probably. Like, I think if there was a world where you could have 100 fights between Connor and Khabib, repeating one after the other, I think Khabib wins 99 of them. And there might be one fluky fight where, like, I just think the the level between Khabib and uh, and everybody else, it's not Connor. It's just the level of Khabib's game and everybody else is. So, there's such a discrepancy in there. Um, I don't know if it's wrestling with yeah. bears from when he was a kid or whatever the hell they are doing in those mountains in Dagestan. Whatever it is, it works. It's that illusion of invincibility. He's definitely beatable. Definitely. Oh, beatable. Where, just, where, where do you see his, uh, his holes? Yeah. I don't know. He's, 
Do you see holes in this game? Yeah. I don't know about holes, but you just you'd have to want it as much as he did. You'd have to train as hard as he did, and you'd have to catch him on the way in. You know. Yeah, like there's someone out. That there's always that lucky punch, right? That can land, but the ones that have landed, including Connor. Third round. Well, if you watch the third round with Connor, like he defended the takedowns, he was landing the punches. It was. That's kind of the signs of how he would beat him, you know. He's holding you on the fence, but make sure you're landing more shots than him. Yeah. And then defends. He has nice little sneaky shots on the inside, disengage, and uh, pick him apart on the feet. But his, his striking is really underrated as well, Khabib's. Like, he was able to stand toe-to-toe with some of the best, you know, Barbosa, Gaethje, and he was able to go one-for-one one back at them. So yeah. he's a world, yeah. world-class striker. Like, yeah, 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 for just, sure. Doesn't look traditional the way he throws his shots, but they're all set up for his, his takedowns and stuff. So, for sure, underestimate him. For sure. Um, so, Josh, let's talk about you and your fight. So, you have an upcoming fight, right, on the sixth of December. Fighting uh, Kyle Payton on December sixth for the vacant welterweight clan wars belt. Awesome. How does yeah, that feel? To... Oh, man. <laughs> How 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 does the Josh that's having his very first fight compare to the Josh now that's fighting for a belt? Like my my mindset wise, talk me through that. The first first time when I was fighting my first fight, I kept because I've had a couple of fights before, I've kickboxing and I've had like the MMA league and stuff, but that was a few years ago and I remember I took a break. So it was kinda my first MMA fight, I remember I remember thinking when I was like warming up, when like I just kept saying, when I get to the cage, oh, I'm going to be switched on. I'm going to be looking at him and I'm going to be like, <laughs> ready to. But then when I walked out, I remember actually I picked the song as well. And they put, they played the wrong song for me. They played. No. And I remember the song started playing and it was like, rising up. Oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst thing that can happen right you're like psyched you're ready you know what's going to happen and then something completely unexpected happens I was meant to play Eminem like you know what I mean my song uh, but uh, I played the wrong one but I was like fuck it let's just go get this done uh, walked down went in I was quite nervous I felt quite heavy like before I even started fighting so I was just the nerves like, nervous wreck yeah I can imagine yeah that's how I but then it's kind of like mm. I had a feeling, but uh, but then from now I'm not even worried about any of that. I'm just I'm just focused on. You my just want to get in there, right? Do. You just have that hunger, want to get in there, get it done. But no, not even that. Like I'm, there's no rush to get in there. I'm just let it all happen and flow naturally, and don't don't fight anything, don't resist. Just enjoy every moment and embrace everything. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. You know? okay. it's, it's so a real peaceful it's approach. No yeah, it's no point doing something if you don't enjoy it. So you've got to make sure you you take the enjoyment with it as well. Oh yes, but the main difference must be mentality. I think. Yeah. Uh, how many years ago did you have your first fight? What's the gap between then and now? Twenty-two. So two years, and I had my first two years ago. Yeah, well, it would have been like 
May 19th, and then I would have been 23 then in the August. Right, right, and okay. And you had your last fight in November 19 as well, right? That was the last time you fought? Yeah, that was at the Worlds last year, yeah. And I was actually, I was booked to fight like three or four times this year, but every single one of them got cancelled and stuff because of the, the coronavirus and stuff. COVID. So it's just been hard, you know, getting, yeah. uh, getting ready for of the fight you're getting pulled and then that, that happens two or three times you kind of lose interest and you're like oh, for yes sake. yes yes but that opportunities actually something i wanted to ask you about how how did covid affect your training and also from your coach's perspective um i take it you guys had to close the gym down cancel some of the training and then reopen and then cancel again um, did that happen like it's happening in the UK? Is Ireland also doing the, 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 the same stuff, right? Or some of it? Yeah, well, well, for a good few months, the gym was closed like at the start. And uh, we were doing online classes and stuff, uh, which was good. Uh, like, was not the same okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, it affected it kind of, kind of badly. Just what I was saying there with the shows being cancelled, nothing to motivate you. You're stuck at home all the time. You're not with your team and your family. And it can really it can affect your mental health. And when you have a dream that you're trying to chase and there's no milestones to reach and stuff, it can kind of make you lack motivation. And you kind of have to you have to be your own motivation sometimes and and not be thinking that way. Oh yes, big time. I was I was actually, you know, feeling sorry for myself in February whenever my gym closed. And I was like, fuck, can't train now. But I made the most out of that situation. I got myself some kettlebells, I got a tire, I got a sledgehammer, I got a pull up bar and and you know just start the training from home and, and it is what it is. Um you gotta adapt in situations That's like this, don't you? Yeah, improvise, adapt, and overcome. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, because the same thing is going to happen in the fight, right? Um, do you know the guy that you're fighting, by the way? Do you know who he is? Uh, yeah, I know of him. Yeah, like I wouldn't know him. Like, but I was, as I said, I was scheduled to fight him before, and I, I think I sparred him at the IMAF trials and stuff. Uh, what I mean by this, sorry, let me elaborate the question. What I mean by this is. Have you have you guys, you and your coach, done any studying on him? Uh, his his stand up game, his ground game. Do you know what to expect from him? That kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I've watched his fights, and we we wouldn't really sit down and and watch and analyze the fights. You know, he might just give me one or two pointers, one or two tips, and then he just tells me to go and do my things. You know, we don't really focus on the opponent; we just focus on our skills and and what we can control. But, Obviously, no, that's a good way to train. Yeah, that is what I think yeah. should be the way to train. I think fighters, because I see that happening a lot, and you see that in the UFC and even the, the, the sorry, this week past, um, Rafael dos Anjos talking about how he was training for a wrestler, Southpaw, and then he got an orthodox uh, stand-up fighter. And like, you know, if you focus on you, then you don't care who you're fighting, really. Yes, you might make some adjustments right. based on what you know about your opponent, but if people like you that just been training MMA from the get-go, really, and you are practicing all the disciplines, right, then you will be comfortable yeah. standing and you'll be comfortable on the ground. 
and you'll have game for both. So that's what I think is going to happen moving forward. People are going to stop, yeah, uh, hopefully focusing on who the opponent is and they will focus on themselves, improve, and then they, they just don't care where they end up. You know, let the fight roll and... Yeah. Yeah, you can either pull out that TKO or KO or submission or, you know, whatever happens to be. But so so I definitely think that you're on the right track, you and your coach, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't obsess over the opponent and stuff and you know, just you don't know what, what he's gonna do, just be ready. And it's it's kinda you against you and there, it's it's ninety percent. Yeah, for sure. And uh, a lot of fights. A lot of fights are lost before they even start, you know. They kind of de- defeat themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I can see I can see in the fighters' eyes sometimes you you, you get that that vibe. They're not there. Like 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 the fight of um Hamzak Shamaya against that that guy in middleweight. You could just see the guy was like, Okay, I'm not here. <laughs> and then one punch later, pa, you're out. Uh poor guy, man. Poor guy. Hamzat, he's really yeah, good. yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him fight. Um, and, and I think uh, bad fight now. Leon Edwards, no easy fight. Anyway. Not an easy fight, but I am betting on Shamaya just because he, to me, he looks like um, kind of Khabib. You know, wrestling wise, what what he did to Reese McKee was fucking unreal. Uh, holding the guy down and unleashing like over a hundred strikes without even getting a punch in the face. <laughs> That's just bonkers, really. Like it's 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 completely crazy. Um, but yeah, so so that's who I have in that fight, and we'll see if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> but it stays here on this podcast for the future. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. But speaking of that, I think I'm- say again. Sorry. I think I'm picking Edwards. Edwards, right? Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see who's right and who's wrong when the time comes. But knees, knees and elbows in the, I think, and uh, his striking is just better. So. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I think I think that's the one thing that Conor McGregor got right. He would defeat the opponent before he even got in the cage, with all the, the trash talk. Yeah. Uh, what's your opinion on trash talking? Like, this is kind of WWE stuff coming into MMA, right? So there's, like, a crossover. Um, what's what's your opinion on that? Depends what you mean by trash talk. I mean, when you when you trash talk, it means you're talking shit. I mean, it's stuff that doesn't make... There's no truth behind it. Or it's just... It's, it's characterized. So that, that'd be like Kobe Covington. He, he's a trash talker. He just talks dirt. But I think McGregor... If you listen to what he actually saying, he's telling the truth. You know I mean, he's just basically telling them what he's gonna do, how he's gonna do, and he's like, "Fuck you," basically. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, I like it. I think it's good. I um, I wouldn't be one to be like disrespectful or anything. I'd just be be honest and talking. Just be a realist, you know. Don't uh, don't be talking. Just don't talk about anyone's family or don't talk about people's wives, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's lines. No one should be crossing. Yeah, look at someone. Exactly. Look at someone in the face and just explain to them how you're going to break them down. 
break their will. That's like Muhammad Ali oh, 101 trash talk. Is that, I'm going to knock you out in the second round. And there you go. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> Plant that seed in the opponent's mind, right? Yeah, that's the difference between pro and the amateurs. The pro, it's, it's an entertainment factor. You know what I mean? You're, you're trying to entertain the fans. and The fans love that. You know, look at Charles Sonnen. He was huge. Anyone yeah. that to talk. Yeah, so that's what I'm that that's what I'm talking about. Kobe, uh, like Kobe, Kobe Covington. I think he takes it a step too far. Uh, but yeah, likes yeah. of Chael Sonnen, cool uh, Conor McGregor. I I I I laugh at that guy. Like he's so entertaining to watch. You know his press conferences and the post fights and all that. Uh, I think it's gold really is from, yes. uh, from an entertainment yes. factor. Um, and we kind of need more of that because I think that's what blew up the MMA game whenever he came around and he started doing that stuff. So then there was more people watching MMA. You don't want to hear people saying, that everyone saying the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, I had a good training camp and I feel great and <laughs> I'm going to go out here. And, <laughs> I mean, it's Boring. It's all- <laughs> Skip. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, so you obviously uh, think about these things uh, for the future when it's your turn to step into, you know, whether it's Cage Wars or Bellator or One Championship or UFC, you know, uh, do you think about these things already? Like you're 24 now, let's say when you're 27 or 28, you're making your debut in, in one of these organizations. Do you think this far ahead or, or is that just stuff that's not even in your mind right now? I think that like my dream was always to be in the UFC. Like I've been watching it since I'm a baby, you know. But yeah. I don't think about it as much. I kind of stick to where I'm at and then if I keep doing what I'm doing and going where I'm going and keep knocking up the wins then it's inevitable before I get there. But I do, I would think about that stuff, yeah. I, I think I like I liked the idea of getting my first pro fight in Cage Warriors, maybe racking up maybe 10 or 12 big wins there, and then maybe going to the UFC then, because you want to get your experience before you get to the UFC, you know. UFC is a killer's role. Yeah. You don't want to get there. You see no, that you with um, Israel Adesanya, he got 80 fights before he even turned pro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who does that? Experience <laughs> before before going to the UFC, and he was right because look look at him now. He was, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, and and this is what I'm very fascinated by. Everybody's so different, you know. Their approach is so unique. Um, so you yeah. can you cannot compare this to basketball or football, where. You know, a team plays this way and then a team plays that way. This is like each player, like um, each fighter is his own team, you know? Each fighter is different and unique, and I, I just think that's fascinating. So I'm I'm obviously looking forward to watching you fight. Shout out again to Clan Wars, at Clan Wars on uh, Instagram. Um, and please, anyone listening to this, Go show your support. Buy a ticket. They need a certain number of tickets to go ahead with the event. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> say again. Say again. Sorry, I missed that. Boy, boy. 
All right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, do you wanna do you wanna tell us your uh, inst inst Instagram uh, tag, please? It's at Josh Green MMA. Uh, just go in. The links in the bio. Yeah, Josh Green is uh, G R E E N E, right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, and and again, if the event is cancelled for any reason, you guys get the full refund. Um, so please show the support. There's a lot of fighters in that card. I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be an awesome card to watch, um, and it can be streamed. So wherever you are in the world, you can watch this live so yeah <laughs> that's what i'm hoping people get to listen to this we share you share i share everybody share and um we can get that event on because obviously like a year between fights it's a, a huge gap right yeah man it's too big you know it's we need to be pushing on staying focused and like we want to make it to the pros but we need to get this experience and once first of course yeah, once we, if there's no experience to get, then, you know, we're going back with all the work we've done. That's it. Yeah, that's it for sure. Um, so, so Josh, um, do you have anything else you want to cover or anything else you want to talk about? just want to say thanks very much for having me on. Uh, it was nice talking to you. Um, it was my first yeah, podcast, you're most so. welcome. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, this will give you uh, experience for your future interviews, podcasts, being on camera. We didn't get the camera today, unfortunately. We didn't get that, yeah, it didn't... that visual. But um, how 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 do you feel about coming back after your uh, fight on Clan Wars and talk us about the, that experience? Hello? <laughs> Depends if I win or not. <laughs> Ah, but, 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 no, but that's the thing, right? Win or lose, it is the experience you're gaining, right? That's that's the way I feel. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter really if you're winning or losing at this point in your career uh, because win, win or lose, you're still learning something from that fight, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it depends if you, you can learn from your experiences or you can't, but definitely you should always look at a loss and take what you can learn from it. I've only joked. It's only joking, by the way. <laughs> no worries, no worries, no worries. Uh, I'm very, I'm very big into into you know setting goals and visualization and plan for the future and take steps towards that goal. And sometimes, yes, you do get that step back. You know, it happens. But eyes on the prize, eyes on the goal, and keep moving forward. And uh, whatever steps you got to take after to, 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 to stay on that track and, and to get it. Um, I'm very big on that. And uh, hopefully, you know, uh, other fighters also get to show that and talk about that. And uh, I think you did that today. Uh, so thank you very much for coming on. Um, and we'll stay in touch. And, and, and yeah, uh, I'll be more than happy to have you on again um, after your fights. And, um, Hopefully by then we get to see who won the fight between uh Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can talk about that. <laughs> and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh anything anything you want uh me to share, just tag me on your post and uh, and and I'll share it on mine. Okay.
Thanks, Emmanuel. Yeah. A legend. No worries, Josh. Thank you very much. Very nice to meet you. Thank you for coming on the Prospect MMA podcast. Cheers, mate. Woo! How? You said you're coming down after? So what was the call then?
Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. We do appreciate the support. If you want to show your support, uh, please visit the link uh, above at Prospect MMA Podcast uh, and buy your tickets for the event at Clan Wars. Uh, this event is going to go ahead on the 6th, providing that um, they can get the numbers that they need to put the event together. If they can't, the event will be canceled and you will get a full refund. So if you're a fan of MMA, just like I am, please show your support. It only costs like 10 pounds, so it's not, it's not like a huge deal. Um, and the show will be live streamed. Uh, so wherever you are in the world, like I said, if you're a fan, please show us your support. And finally, if you're in Ireland or UK, Scotland, Wales, England, Northern Ireland, um, please show your support by visiting the sponsors of the show at We Are Hellbent uh, on Instagram or their website www.wearehellbent.co.uk and you can use the code CARNIVORE10 uh, for 10% off your meat parcel. They uh, can post uh, their packages across the UK. Uh, it's meat 100% uh, Irish raised grass-fed grass-finished uh, meat very healthy stuff very very nice um, they put a blend of south african uh, spices on it and it just tastes amazing so if you're someone looking to get into uh, better shape or if you happen to be a fighter and you want really really nice tasty food to help you with your weight cut then you know where to get it <laughs> thank you very much and see you on the next episode.